0: Hey, Cam.
1: Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when
0: you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way.
1: Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock, options, from top to bottom we always talk about looking the part in motorsports traveling up and down the road and at the track now you can look the part with lB trailer sales go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at lb trailer sales you have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that racers and rental cars sent you
2: The Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Buret, and his co-host, Mr.
0: Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Thank you for downloading today's episode of the Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. Brought to you in part by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by Motion RaceWorks for all your high performance needs. If you need to go fast, visit MotionRaceworks.com today.
1: What's up, West Coast Cam?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very little at this point in time. I can't go to work. I can't go race. I can't do shit. Man, what a
1: day it has been for everyone that is listening. Of course, they're listening on Saturday and we're recording on Thursday, which is without a shadow of a doubt. March 12th is going to go down as an epic day in history uh, of just all sports. I mean, of course, it's going to go down for education wise, but for all sports, march 12th market it'll be a trivia pursuit question at some point you might win a pitcher of beer or something uh but this is going to go down in history i cannot believe how many wheels have fallen off the
0: wagon in the last 24 hours they must have been listening to our podcast recently or something they just wanted all the dumpster fires dude we cannot top
1: the dumpster fires that have been started in the last 24
0: hours Dude, I'll tell you, I, I will say, so for those of you that don't follow me on a regular basis, that's fine. But <laughs> uh, I was, I literally went and gave my midterm for my students, let them go early because I had to haul us to the airport because I had a flight at like, I think it was like 1145 or noon or whatever. And literally waiting for my Uber and all that. And I get, I called a couple people at the track like no man everything looks good cool 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 and I just had this feeling like when the NBA cancels their their series and NASCAR doing their thing IndyCar and I'm like dude I'm going to freaking get to Florida from California and they're going to postpone this shit or I'm going to get to uh, Texas on my layover and same thing so by the grace of god uh, <laughs> they decided to cancel it like right before I flew out so Um, I didn't have to deal with all that travel nonsense so thank you for that but a lot of drivers they were people were posting on my Instagram stuff like Langdon stuck in Atlanta somebody else is stuck in I don't know wherever Dallas and I'm just like man I'm I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that and grateful but uh, yeah it, it sucks but that's such is life right I mean, I don't want to get sick. So, but dude, they're even, can- I got an email and they're even canceling class. Like I don't have to teach for like the next couple of weeks. So. Well,
1: wow, like, cool. I think the whole, you don't have to teach could be debatable. Like we're not sure that you've been teaching. We understand that you go somewhere, but we're not really 100% sure our audience about your teaching.
0: I mean, you take it for what it's worth. So I, I'm still trying to figure out how to teach auto body. Oh with an online format for the rest of the semester. So that should be pretty interesting. Yeah, good luck with that. And, and I mean, so,
1: you know, we're recording here four o'clock central time. Uh, NASCAR has decided that they're going to run the next two weeks without fans, but they're going to complete the events in one day, which I think is kind of cool. Um, that, I, I, That's just awesome. If you really want to think about it, they're going to complete them as quickly as possible uh nhra obviously that's done um I, outdoor sports gathering i just saw a release from ohio that no no gatherings over 100 people uh yeah. so we're gonna start feeling the pinch on recreational if you will sports for kids soccer we'll baseball all that yeah. Sup-
0: super super cross announced that there'll be no fans in um uh, where they at this weekend Indy.
1: Yeah. They, I know they pulled the plug in Seattle. Uh, so I mean, um, and then of course everything down under with, with actually the first race car driver, as we're doing this today, um, McLaren had a driver that tested positive. So, Oh really? Yeah. So they pulled the plug on their deal. Um, the NASCAR shops, I've been seeing posts on Twitter that, uh, Faculty tours are done, shop tours are done, retail stores are being closed. Uh, you know, they don't want people coming in and, and I guess, infecting their race teams and the employees. But, um, you know, NBA last night, MLS soccer today, um, I understand. Today, at
0: one point, does like how long does it go? You know what I mean? Like, how long does this, this last? I don't, I don't know how I feel about it.
1: Well, I'm very concerned from the standpoint that we have a like, so like we're down here, right. And we're complaining, not complaining, but you know, wow, this is canceled. This is canceled. Right. So you think about, Oh, well, the professional athletes, they're going to get paid. They get a salary. They're going to get paid. Uh, The guy working the concession stand, selling you beer in your seat, the the hourly wage guy, the guy that's in the parking lot part, you know, telling, you know, taking your money to park your car. uh, The people that clean the bathrooms in these venues, in the cities where these huge stadiums are built that are now, Going to be empty and not use the NCAA tournament March Madness. Done. Closed. Sorry. We're, we're just uh, 2020 will be the year that there was not March Madness. However, there was March Madness. It's uh, those are the things that are starting to concern me because those are individuals that are going to start, you know, being affected on their bank book on paying bank loans, their car payments. Uh, things and that you know the typical things that upset uh, the needs and wants of individuals and their families those are the things that I don't feel like uh, we can't let it go I mean at what point are we going to pull the plug what at what point are the companies going to start saying all right guys we're closing
0: yeah it'll be interesting to see what actually happened like if this continues to go on like uh, what's it going to do to everybody's racing? Obviously, most people in the world don't race for a living; they race for a hobby. So they, you know, they own successful businesses or whatever. So if their bus- if they are losing business, generally they stop racing. So is our car count's going to die over this or or what? So, I think the re I I uh, completely
1: off the record uh, of anonymity, enemy. Uh, the individual I had a conversation with today, I really feel like that the regional folks promoters and racetracks that are privately owned, not corporately owned, unless there's something that I'm just not aware of in the sanctioning body rules or Bible that says that, you know, if NHRA pulls the plug and you're an NHRA sanctioned track with NHRA insurance or, you know, so forth and so on by the bylaws that if we're done, you're done. uh, I got to think that a lot of these regional places are going to start picking up car counts because it's going to be the only place to go
0: race. Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, and, I mean, I guess I'll. Well, we can finish up this. We could go back and forth all day on this, but um, I'll just put in my last tidbit. You know, like even the local track for Raceway. I was there last weekend for the March meet, and uh, they canceled the rest. I mean, they suspended their their schedule. They're not even opening up.
1: Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, they just posted it like fifteen minutes ago. Oh man. So I mean, yeah. yeah so i mean that's just uh dude remember well see a couple weeks ago we had jim beaver on and we talked about i-racing
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I was just gonna I, say like Lang, langdon po- commented on my thing and he's like yeah definitely stuck in atlanta and or, or was it rebellious i don't know somebody he commented on something and i wanted to say oh good thing you got your i-racing machine out already right <laughs> dude i
1: mean seriously i'm I'm, look, I'm going to be looking after we get done recording tonight. Di, we went to lunch today, and die's like, well, I guess we could always get a racing simulator, and you could just race that way.
0: There you go.
1: I mean, you know, I, hey, I'm just saying. It's crazy. It is just crazy. I, I don't know at what point that I feel like the media is, is fanning the flames, if you will, or, you know, I, I mean, I just watched a... Um, interview a, or interview a press release of vtc uh for the army and the the general says look the cdc says it's at low risk but we're not going to be stupid we're not going to go out here and, and we're not going to participate in large community events but we're going to continue to recruit and do our job and it's like that's that's the kind of you know it's that's like the kind of common sense approach that I feel like we're not getting. It's like, okay, all right, the CDC guy that was on earlier today, I, I was reading, watching it on Twitter, and he literally, I was telling Die, he literally said everything that my grandmother taught me when I was a kid. Cut, cover your mouth when you cough. You know, yeah. I, I mean, wash your hands. I'm like, it's how true is that? I mean, so. Um, and I know we're making, I'm making light of it because I mean, Hey, you better keep a sense of humor when the craziness happens. Uh, but nonetheless, it definitely happens.
0: Well, you mentioned something there the, the Mint 400 and we had Jim Beaver on. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of a good segue into, you know, they ran their event last weekend and it was in Las Vegas. Um, why don't you ring up somebody that, uh, we could talk a little bit about that. They may have a little connection in that world and or uh yeah media in general
1: hey th- and that person would be another big wig we i think we're like three weeks in a row that we have been lucky enough to score individuals that have three letters that go behind their name uh and that that would be the ceo mr matt martelli sir are you there
2: yeah what's up guys
1: well, we're, we're over here talking to you with uh, masks on.
2: Yeah, I've got, I've got my mouth covered. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you, sir, for uh, taking time out. I'm glad to see that you weren't quarantined out there uh, after the big Mint 400 last weekend in Vegas.
2: Yeah, I mean, fortunately, our event is a low risk event. You know, we're predominantly outdoors. So, um, you know, we definitely definitely admittedly dodged the bullet and that you know the the hype and the craziness team seems to be going you know into a third gear now um but yeah i feel extremely lucky that we you know we had a hugely successful event we grew um um you know over last year another 30% um so it was a good year for us we were affected by it though mostly there were some European teams and European media that were quarantined and not allowed to travel to the U.S. So that was a bummer. But um, all of them were watching our kick-ass live stream. And so, you know, there's there's always one, more than one
0: way to skin a cat. There you go. Positive spin on everything. Don, you should try that one day.
1: What, that positive spin?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, dude, seriously, my life is completely glass half empty, not half I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Matt, I, know I need to for, try that. Yeah, you need to try that. Matt, I know for one, uh, your event came up this week uh, with a in a call that I was on with uh, a, a partner that was their first time out there. And that's the folks from NGK. They attended your event and we were, we're talking about how it was a different, different market, different event style uh, as far as the attendees uh, that were out there and they enjoyed it uh, for their first time. And uh, I know for one that I watched the live stream as well. Uh, being the fact that the military challenge that you guys have, uh, I, I would like to know more about that sp- particular event and how that became part of your event with the military challenge me being a, an old army guy uh, how how does that work in to this event schedule for the mint
2: being out off well, road? well let me let me first by giving a shout out to uh ngk they came on this year as a sponsor and sponsored Mini men which is the youth racing that we launched this year which is hugely important to us to get young people engaged in motorsports not not just off-road but motorsports in general um, so we we're stoked you know to bring them into the into the fray of off-road racing um, but the question about the military challenge so both my um, grandfather and my uncle are decorated military I came very close to being uh, um, you know in the Na- in Navy seal program. Um, but I decided that I'm a lover, not a killer. And, uh, so, uh, and I live literally within eyesight of camp in Oceanside. So I grew up with a lot of friends that are in the military. I've got family in the military, you know, and then as my brother and I, um, you know, got into the promoter side of it, we started uncovering some interesting facts about off road culture. Um, and one of them was both the Eakins brothers who did the first Peninsula run that, that really the Mint Hotel, um, you know, guys to send a couple of guys some buggies from the Mint Hotel to a sister hotel in Reno, Tahoe. They were veterans. They're World War II veterans. So in essence, you know, this whole culture of off-road racing that we know now you know, and it's not just West Coast, it's globally. It's, you know, all the stuff that's done with Dakar and Saudi Arabia and Morocco and South America, all of that came from that group of veterans who'd come back from World War II and were bored. So it's part of the DNA of off-road that people don't really talk about. And, you know, there was another component to it, which was a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys that were raised with their are either active duty or veterans. Um, you know, and then both, you know, my brother and I feel like, you know, supporting the military ongoing is our cause, right? So most people don't realize or don't credit the fact that we are in war and have been in constant state. And, and we see it firsthand because we see these young men and women coming back, you know, uh, both wounded. And then of course with, you know, you know, PTSD, and they're not really given any support or credit, you know, because nobody is recognizing that we're in a, in a, in war situation anymore. And, and wars, you know, definitely changed. It's not the old way of, Hey, we declare war and, and, you know, everybody charges down on the battlefield and there's a definitive start and finish it's changed and it's constant. And, you know, I feel like it's my duty or it's our duty as Americans to realize that and support our, you know, veterans and active duty military, you know, um, because they look, you know, it's that old, it's all that old adage that freedom isn't free, you know, so we've got to support these, these men and women and know that, you know, we, we love them, we respect them and that we've got their back because they, they definitely are putting their lives on the line to have our back you know, we, part of the, the, you know, the military challenge was to raise money and awareness. And I could tell you how, how close it's hitting to home. Um, One of the groups that we had out with us is the Marine Raider group. And they lost two soldiers over the weekend while we were racing up Mint 400. They lost two, two of their top guys in uh, Iraq uh, fighting ISIS. And so it's that, that realization that, kind sobering realization that, you know, we, we can't pretend like this isn't happening and can't pretend that, that veterans and active duty are not a part of our everyday life and our culture. They are, and they're an important part. And so it's, it's our way of, you know, of going, you know what, we recognize this, we recognize them, you know, we're supporting them and, uh, you know, helping raise some funds so that they can, um, so that they can have some, some help with dealing with medical issues, with with PTSD, you know, all the things that come along with that. So we were able to raise a little bit over a hundred thousand dollars, which frankly, you know, a drop in the bucket, but it's a start and we will be doing this at every event that we have. Um, w- one last aspect to it was that, you know, we invited a- actual uh, couples to come out and they did. And so we had the first military class vehicle win, which was the, the P-22 flyer. Um, and uh, and then, you know, in second place was the uh, updated version of the flyer, which was, um, you know, in all the videos, and it was being, being piloted, and, and they, were rolling, they were rolling with weaponry, with unloaded weaponry. weaponry. And those guys went out, That's and cool. they did two laps, yeah, they did two laps of the gnarliest course in, in off-road, and they towed people out and had a blast doing it. And to be, to be fair to them, I didn't think they were going to make it to the first pit through to 30 miles, and they did. They persevered. So, you know, again, it was really cool. It's like, you know, for us, it's, it's really important, to, uh, you know, as Americans to support our active duty and veterans to support our military.
1: Well, that was, I, I noticed that there was a lot of social media about it. And that's really cool that, that you guys are, are taking, you know, the type of activation and, and involvement. Um, because it is, I, I mean, and I'm not saying it because I'm a military yeah. guy, but I am a military brat with, I think that makes me like the fourth generation. Um, yeah, fourth. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't not ever not give them give the military community their props and every community has bad apples but there are way more good apples when it comes to the military community than there is bad and you're absolutely right it's not free and we take for we take for granted a lot of different things um in the civilian world that military folks look at and they just it's okay it's just it's day to day it's time to go it's the job. So that's really cool that you guys do that. Um, I guess like I that was my first exposure to it. It was watching it uh, on social media. And when it came up, I was like, Oh, I got to ask Matt about this. Cause I, I, I want to know, cause of course the mint 400 and, and the big, the big pros, they, they take center stage, but it was really cool. And I didn't realize that you guys raised a hundred grand. So uh, that, that's yeah, you that know,
0: huge. Just in one event. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially but, for charity. Absolutely. So a lot of people, I think we kind of skipped over this part because that's just unfortunately how we roll. But um, so Matt not only is in charge and head of of the Mint Four Hundred uh, Racing Series, I guess is that considered a Best in the Desert deal or what? Like, what do you umbrella that under now?
2: Uh, um, we are our own sanctioning body. We oh, okay. are not part of Best in the Desert, standalone event now.
0: So as a lot of you guys. You know, I guess we can back up a little bit. You know, aside from you doing the uh, the Mint Four Hundred and being your own sanctioning body and all that stuff, like where Mad Media was kind of created was was a content generating machine. And tell us a little bit about that aspect of your business, because it it basically, in my eyes, being a California guy, like kind of revolutionized the world on how people look at content with cars and stuff. So, um, for those that don't know, tell us a little bit about. Know what you guys did because we, you know, we did a lot with uh the RJ Anderson stuff when you guys created uh that whole uh Razor deal with Polaris and then obviously Ken Block and, and the Jim Connor stuff. So tell us, tell us your guys' mastermind behind something like that.
2: Sure. Well, first off, I'd like to say it was a master plan, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> you know, um, no, I mean, look, our background is in action sports, and so we had. Always wanted to make a skateboard video with a car, right? It's that simple. And you know, I grew up with Ken Block, and after he sold DC Shoes, he he had enough money to go rally racing, and you know that process started. But you know, both him and and Travis pastrano were were racing, and um, they really couldn't get the support, financial support that they needed, and so we were trying to figure out ways to justify. Um, rally racing and really show people, you know, how remarkable it was. And, you know, as you guys know, rally racing is a difficult sport to spectate. You You have to be committed. So there's magic out there. You just have to go hike down a trail and find it mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then do it on the next stage and so on and so forth. So it eliminates a lot of people who want to sit in a comfortable chair and have a beer handed to them and you know all that stuff so um we came up with the concept of Jim gymkhana to really showcase the capabilities of you know a rally car a rally driver and and you know create a remarkable piece of content that everybody would look at and go oh i get it now i'm going to go watch rally racing right and that's what it was really born out of. And, you know, fortunately, you know, Ken is a, um, uh, is a maverick, uh, marketing person and he just never stops thinking about stuff, right? It's, it's almost the point where it's annoying. And, you know, he put his own money into building the car and uh, the Jim Connor car and, and, you know, and, and really talking about it. And it was really funny, conversation evolution because what i had seen of the discipline of jim Kana before was really lame it was really boring you know but it was his idea to you know to build this high horsepower car and make it more feel more like drifting and um, um you know we had a lot of good arguments back and forth about you know that wasn't true, rally, and we didn't show, you know, significant jumps. And, you know, but those are all things later on we evolved to. Um, but it was really, you know, born out of that idea. And once it caught fire, we we really understood what we had. And so then, you know, pushing forward and making Jim Connor one through three was was like a no-brainer. And really it went back to our. You know our skateboarding routes of, you know, and this is how we approached all the XP 1K videos and everything else we do is we create a list of stunts that we think the vehicle is capable of, and um, you know, and build out a project and and driver and such from there. And we we still do that. I mean, there's three or four projects that we have in the queue right now that, you know, um, um, as they get to the point of completion, people will be pretty stoked, but. You know, it's, I think, you know, for us, we're, we're, you know, automotive racing enthusiasts. So, you know, I'm standing here in my office looking at one, two, three, four, 10 razors and (laughs) uh, that that are in various stages of builds for different projects. And, you know, we thoroughly understand the vehicle dynamics as well as the driver dynamics, right? And what we're, what we're out to capture. If you called me and said, Hey, we need a commercial for tennis. I would not be the right person. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the actual sisters are hot, but, you know, other than <laughs> that, I don't, I don't know anything about tennis. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I think that, uh, um, that's what it takes. It takes, you know, this, this kind of proximation to the, to the, to the discipline, you know, as well as just almost like an obsessive you know, passion for what it is to see this through because, you know, I could tell you creating these projects is not easy. You know, we have to start with, you know, we, we spend well over a million dollars on these projects. So first you got to get somebody to give you a million dollars to basically wreck vehicles, <laughs> and, you know, and then you, nobody's going to help you with the content because when we started Gymkhana one, they're like YouTube, had just started. Right. So part of the viralness in the beginning is one, there was nothing like it. And even at that point, YouTube didn't know what they were doing, right? So so now everything's much more throttled and controlled so that you have to pay. So there's a lot more challenges to overcome now. But I will say this, you know, there's so much yet to be done or so much, you know, to be unlocked in terms of value in automotive. It's crazy. Like, I don't understand why. There isn't a Gymkhana in, you know, flat track racing and, you know, bikes and all these different things. Like there's been little videos like and some of them actually have been fairly cool, but there's they're not at the the same level. And it kind of shocks me, you know, because the one thing about Gymkhana is that the formula is there. It's visible. Right. It's like. It's like we just gave away the pizza and everybody can look at it and go, "Oh, there's cheese and pepperoni and a crust. Oh, we got it. It's a pizza. Right. And that's really what, you know, uh, uh, that type of content is. It's not, you know, super complex, but it, but it is more difficult now to wow people than it was in the past. You know, the last, um, XB1K video we were doing, we're backflipping UTVs, which was to be honest, scary as shit. So, um, you know, there's no way to candy coat, you know, flipping a 2000 pound vehicle with a human being in it isn't a good business plan. So, you know, the, that's the thing is like there's still yet a lot to be done. You know, there's a lot of good creators out there now who have who've, you know, now gotten into this because of what we did originally. And, and I'm stoked for that. Um, but there's, you know, we've barely scratched the surface.
0: Yeah, especially now all these guys just being psychos with what they do. Like some of the, like growing up around SoCal, I mean, you know, like every it seems like every time you turn around somebody's doing something and uh, you know, jumping over freeway passes, uh, you know, just with their electric bikes now and all this stuff. And it, it's cool to see people's finally starting to to branch out of the box. Like you said, and doing the Jim Connors style versus just like you said, flat track and like all these moto people seem to just, they're right on the verge and it'll be cool to see what ends up happening with all that.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between, you know, what we're trying to do and, and stunts. Right. So like the evil Knievel stuff, like, you know, it's not sustainable. Right. Like even right. I'll use freestyle motocross as an example, like freestyle motocross is at a point where like every time you have a competition, you're almost going to die.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely.
0: So,
2: you know, it's like one of those things where, Part of the reason why X Games has backed away from it is like they don't want to kill people on live television, you know, and and so I think you gotta measure all that stuff and kind of look at it and go, okay, you know, this is, um, you know, this is sustainable or this is not sustainable, and really what we're after is you know everybody who's a fan of any motorsport sees these moments where the driver and the car are one. And it's magical right so it's how do we capture those moments and and uh uh, um um, how do we capture those moments and showcase them with everybody else
1: thank you for downloading today's episode of racers and rental cars podcast brought to you by motionraceworks.com stop by motionraceworks.com for all of your high performance needs if you need to go fast motionraceworks.com hey cam yes don do you ever think about how crammed
0: your trailer is when you go race dude all the time race cars golf carts, jets power wheels and all of his toys his little dirt bikes his strider bikes all that stuff i'm crammed but i'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way well now our audience
1: has someone to call They need to call lance at lbtrailers.com Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business. And make sure to tell them that racers and rental cars sent you.
0: Do you want to win a racers and rental cars t-shirt? Absolutely free. Well, we're giving one away this week. All you got to do is visit LB trailer sales, Facebook page, like it, and leave a racers and rental cars. Comment. That's all you got to do. Cam and Don are going to pick one very lucky winner and send out a free t-shirt. So go to LB trailer sales, Facebook page, like it, and leave a racers and rental cars. Comment.
1: Well, it, so I want to back up because you touched on something that was on my sheet uh, about the the process, and and you are like really embedded in the the off road stuff as far like you said the razors and, and so forth. But you you talk about the projects, and, and so I'm sitting over here, and I was thinking about if if I had money and I wanted to to do off the wall video content to create for drag racing and i'm and i call and i call matt up and i say matt i want to just do this badass drag racing video right how does matt and his team's process start like how long does it take from start to finish besides trying to find the million bucks i mean you know given but what how long does your process of creativity and so forth go
2: I mean, it's generally, it's about a year, but even the, the driver, like, w- w- here's one of the things that we learned um, early on with Ken is that, you know, that was actually supposed to be Pastrana in the car. And at the time, Ken was, um, or I'm sorry, Pastrana was crashing so many cars, you know, while he was getting up to speed with with uh, Raleigh. Th- and that combined with, you know, kind of his jackass antics, you know, Subaru was, n- they didn't understand his value. Right. So it, it, you know, it ended up being Ken. And then again, that was again, again, because Ken was the forward thinker and, you know, uh, especially in marketing. So he understood, you know, why it needed to be done and was willing to put up his own money. Um, so it has to be the right guy. And, and it was the funny, the irony of it is that really, Ken was not the right guy. It should have been Pastrana. It would have have been easier, right, Um, from a a sales standpoint. So, you you know, you got to start with the right athlete, right? Like, can you do something without the right athlete? You can. But if you look at how social media has skewed now, um, it's really more, um, uh, you know, personality-based than it is just straight content. Now there's a ton of you know, content out there, but the, the people that are being more successful on social media are, are people that have really good personalities and you want to get up every morning and check their social media and see what they're doing. You know what I mean? So, right. um, that's, that's the first part of it. Um, and then that process just, you know, what we try and do is break down, um, what the, um, you know, what makes, like drag racing, like what is remarkable? What are those moments that we can break down and how do we put them into context so that a dude who doesn't care about racing at all can look at them and understand them, you know, and then we just, we start building out stunts, you know, one after another. And then we try and um, get everything, you know, uh, work together in a way that we think is going to end up being, becoming a, a powerful, you know, end piece.
0: How many failed at like, say for instance, like when Arda did the backflip in the, in the players, like how many attempts did that actually take?
2: I mean, 30 or, I mean, not the actual attempt that we shot, it was, a, it was a one take attempt. Right. Um, wow. I'm sorry. No, he, I'm sorry. He did two takes. Right. Um, the first one he under rotated and stuffed it a bit. And
0: mm-hmm. then the
2: second one he nailed, but we had been practicing for two, two weeks in a foam pit. So, I mean, these are all the crazy logistical things that you, people don't realize is like, okay, bitching, like, you want to, you want to backflip a car and not kill somebody. Yeah. Great. Who's now got you a got foam to- pit? you got to find a guy with a foam pit, right? And then you, you've you got to have, you know, even in practice, you got to have an ambulance and a fire truck because guess what burns? Foam, yeah, foam. right? <laughs> you're, you're putting, you're putting a hot vehicle with fuel into a foam pit. It's a really just bad idea. So, you know, and then cool, you have to have a crane because now you got to crane them out of there. So it's, it's a production, right? And it's expensive. So, you know, accomplishing these things when you when you sit out and you go, Yeah, we're gonna backflip a car. I've seen some dude do it at a carnival, or whatever, right? No big deal. <laughs> well spanky spangler. <laughs> right. So what do you want it to look like? And then the other thing is like when my brother and I vis- or we start with visualization, and then we draw stuff out. And I'm like, you don't want to backflip that's like three feet off the ground. You want to backflip 15 feet in the air. Right. People have seen motorcycles backflip 30, 40, 50 feet in the air. So how are you going to show up with a UTV and do it five feet in the air? People are going to be like, meh. Right. So then how do you build a ramp that does that, that breaks away and does that and actually gets the car to rotate correctly, you know, and, and all these different things? So it's this crazy problem solving you know, thing that you have to accomplish and, and it's, it's not easy, but it's, I'll tell you, it is a ton of fun and, and getting to that point where when you accomplishment, you know, it's, um, it's an unbelievable feeling, especially when you don't kill anybody.
1: Yeah. You call that success.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, in the, in the case of RJ, I, I was like, you know, I'm friends with him, you know, and I'm friends with his family. So I'm like, I'm thinking about, you know what i i because i already i've crashed him into stuff before and i had to call i had to call his mom and go you know carol like it it, he's okay we're gonna have him you know we're gonna get an mri just to be sure you know but it's
0: not that bad i promise yeah
2: like how do you sell that to a mom you're basically the devil at that point you hurt my baby yeah
0: it's like when i was a kid i i used to always have to go run to my mom. I'm like gushing blood bones sticking out of me. Is it bad? Is it bad? And she'd be like, oh, okay, let's get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> is that
2: ER? <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that's the thing is like, we're very conscious of that. And we, um, you know, that, that goes back to the sustainability. It's like, we learned from freestyle motocross in working in that in early days. It's like guys went from jumping, you know, a hundred feet to 200 feet to like craze 600 feet. And it's like, well, you didn't need to go from 200 to 600 guys. We could go to 20, we go to 10, <laughs> right? Go big. It just Yeah. It was just all of a sudden these guys were just going crazy. And, you know, I mean, at that point it was like, they didn't have any medical insurance or any sponsors or any of that. Right. They were just doing it for fame with, with the hopes that they would get that. And they didn't really make, they didn't really work that way. You know? So You know, when we look at the stuff we're doing, we go, okay, we know where the absolute limit is. Let's back it down and still wow people, but let's, let's have a path to, you know, um, uh, do multiple pieces so that we can, you know, create a franchise.
1: Matt, at at PRI, we're part of a sponsorship seminar uh, Mm -hmm. with with Alex and and Jim and, and a few other folks. Let's put on a let's take the marketing approach. Now, let's talk about drivers. Let's talk about racing drivers and sponsorships. Uh, you've been doing this for over 30 years. So you've seen a lot to come and go. Not that Cam and I have been doing this that long. Even though I think we both probably have, uh, give I've us. I've
0: seen a lot come and go and my short touch. No, <laughs> oh, I'm not
1: lying. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah. Somebody said, "Hey, what do you wish that you would have known about?" And I'm like, "Everything. <laughs>
0: <True>. <laughs> All of it.
1: <laughs> what an idiot I am to be in motorsports." Anyway, uh, give give us uh, two quick ones that you feel like today's generation of race car drivers are missing out on that they need to do better when it comes to acquiring sponsors?
2: Um, (laughs) The first one is the big R, relationships, right? Like, I can't tell you how many, you know, deals get done just because you have a relationship with a sponsor and they like you, they're invested into you. So that's a huge one that's overlooked, right? Um, The other one though is that, you know, the whole world has changed. And, you know, uh, drivers can't look at themselves as drivers, they have to look at themselves as a brand. So think, like, you know, like your local store, how would your local store operate? Or how would let's, let's use a brand, right? Like, Nike, like, would Nike do that? No. So content is a big part of you know having a brand so from the minute you decide that you're you know you're going to pursue sponsorship and and you want to be a professional driver you've basically decided to become a brand and so from that point forward you have to brand manage yourself and that's everything it's how you dress it's your social media posts it's you know your <laughs> what your emails are I, I got an email from a racer the other day and you know, it was like party with your pants off at <laughs> AOL.com, you know, and, and I'm like, you're sending that to sponsors. You've already shot yourself in the foot. So it should be your name at your your name You know, it's like get your program together. Um, before you go talk to these people because you know it's it's funny I use this analogy all the time but having sponsors is like dating women right if you show up all disheveled and you don't have a game plan and you're just winging it they know it right <laughs> and the like likeliness of them going along with that is pretty low but if you show up and you've got your program together and you you've got your lines and you've got everything you're going to be pretty successful Um, there's a lot of money out there and there's a lot of sponsors out there and there's all sorts of different reasons why they choose to sponsor a driver or a team. It's not just ROI. ROI is definitely important, but that's not all it is. Um, So you, you, you have to really, you know, treat yourself and run yourself like you're a brand, like you're a business and approach it that way from day day one. And that takes discipline and I get it. It's hard. It's like, how do you race and then also be a content group, right? Which is what you need to be now. And, you know, some people hire third parties to help them out. Some do it all themselves. You know, um, I was at a conference a while ago with the hook it guys. And, uh, they were measuring the, the entire Nike team. And, you know, of course it's, you know, some of the usual suspects, you know, the biggest soccer player in the world, the biggest NBA player in the world. But in that top five was a female skateboarder from Brazil and everybody was kind of shocked, but what she was able to do was, you know, create content based around her, like her personality. It was authentic and, it worked, you know. It let people into her life. It let people like her. It showed her flaws, um, but it also was like one of those things where it was very different than you know the cu- very curated content that a lot of athletes have, where it's like you can tell it's not them posting that content and, and it's very whitewashed. Right. So, you know, is the answer to go crazy on your social media and do a bunch of wild stuff? I, I don't think so because I don't think that that's sustainable um, ultimately. Um, but I think that, you know, the big thing is you, you have to treat yourself like a brand
0: yeah, I like that. We talk about that a lot on the show, actually. So it's it's good to have, you know, people in high places such as yourself reiterate what we try to try to get across. Yeah, and,
2: and frankly, we need it. You know, one of the takeaways, one of the guys who was a mentor to me in in skateboarding, um, Steve Rocco, what he identified in skateboarding was there needed to be different characters, right? Like we can't have, you know, one of the things that held skateboarding back. Uh, in the seventies was every skateboarder kid was blonde hair, blue eyed from Southern California. Right. So it really didn't appeal to the whole world because that's not what everybody looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. So once skateboarding started becoming ethnically diverse, women started skateboarding, inner city kids started skateboarding like that, that made it a global phenomenon instead of a SoCal phenomenon. Right. And so, you know, don't be afraid to be yourself and be different. We need that character set in order to appeal to people, Um, you know, and, you know, as you can see with a lot of the issues that NASCAR has, I mean, there's 12 of those guys who I I don't know if they're, they all look like clones of each other. And that's not what made NASCAR what it is today. You know, Um, it's characters and it's brands and having differentiation between those brands.
1: I couldn't agree more, and like Cam said, we we do we talk about nonstop about certain things that in it makes us wonder sometimes because we talk about it on in, on a podcast that drops on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. You're watching Instagram and somebody's just you know or Facebook somebody's just bashing a company like there's no tomorrow, and it's like. Okay. Like you said, would Nike do that? You know, would the grocery store brand down the street do that? No, they wouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? Um, But your authentic uh, hits home because I I mean, I have been watching Haley Deegan just climb the social media charts as far as value. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it, let's see, today's Thursday. So I think it was Tuesday morning, maybe she posted uh, on Instagram her hair extensions laying on the dash of her truck and she's like yep. i wondered where those were <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> right you can't get more authentic uh and i mean in real th- than that and she's you know again it's she's making fun of herself and it's not the you know high glam life uh and and she's doing it and i totally agree that you know you can't have whitewash content you've got to you got to have some craziness in there and let people in so that they know a little bit about who you are. So, uh, sure, totally. No,
2: I think I think Haley's a great. She's a great example and a great one to watch. And you know, fortunately, she she has her father guiding her, and and you know, he's definitely a master of it um, of of brand management and and content. And, uh, you know, with all disclosure, I'm close with them. So, uh, you know, I've spent years with Brian and and then Haley and his kids and his family. And, you know, I'm really stoked to see her success. The great thing about her, though, is that she's not just a pretty face. I mean, she can back it up. She can drive. And, yep. and I, I think she's the beginning of a whole wave of women that can also do that, that aren't there to be like, hey, I, I got in here because I, I, you know, I'm a girl. They're, they're coming to beat everybody, you know, and okay. uh, uh, and I'm looking forward to it because, you know, personally, I know that even in the sport that we do, it, it is not there's no, there's probably a disadvantage to being a man. Cause I know when people pass me, I kind of lose it, you know, and (laughs) you know, we, we allow nerfing in our sports. So that's the first thing that I want to do is I want to nerf them and then pass them. So, um, you know, she's a good one to watch. She's doing a lot of stuff, right. Uh, content wise, and just a good combination of produced content and, and really her being herself. And that's, and I get it for a lot of the racers out there. It's like, okay, now you got to wake up every day and think about, you know, what are you posting throughout the day to keep people engaged? It's a challenge, right? But your value is going to be higher than it was than if you were just a, a racer. We have a very famous racer, you know, uh, the, our greatest off-road racer of all times, who's struggling right now with, with sponsorship, and it's insane because this is his name's Rob McCarron. You know, this this guy is one more races, still winning races, and you know, uh, unfortunately, recently he got dropped by Rockstar, but nobody immediately jumped on him, and part of that challenge is that. Um, you know, he comes from the old school of shut up and race your car. And that doesn't work anymore. You know, there's younger guys that don't even come close. There's a I'll give you an example, like BJ Baldwin. He hasn't come close to being, you know, to having the record that Rob does, right? He never mm-hmm. will. But he's but right now, BJ's worth more money because of his social media reach. So um, it's you know, it's kind of the world's a little bit turned on in its head, but you know, then again, I look at it and I go, well, I guess we started all this with Ken. Um, But to us that there's a happy medium of, you know, being a good driver, getting, you know, race victories, and then being able to go back it up with good content. That's the magical part. I, I, To be frank in motorsports, you know, I'm a little surprised that there's not more people that have realized that and have implemented it. It's like, you know, Again, I, we we looked at a, a hooky report that was done measuring all motorsports athletes, and Ken is still so much farther ahead than even any Formula One star, which, I mean, you, you guys know what those budgets are, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, just chop off, you know, 10, 20, 40 million to do content, you know, and you'll probably get somewhere, but they're for whatever reason, they're just not doing it.
1: Couldn't agree more with that. Well, Matt, we have kept you. We appreciated you coming on the show. But on our podcast, you got to answer two questions before you head out the door. The first one is you get to send one Christmas card to somebody in motorsports. Who are you sending it to?
2: Well, Dale, of course.
1: I like it. I like it. Question number two, you get to send one WTF card to somebody in motorsports. Who is it?
2: Oh man. Um, probably Bernie, Ecclestone.
1: All right. Tell, tell our listeners about Bernie Ecclestone.
2: Um, well he was the, not necessarily the founder of F1, but he's the guy who, um, built it into what it is. And then uh, a couple of years ago sold it off. So, um, it's just interesting character and, you know, I'd love to <laughs> sit and have some, whatever he's drinking with them <laughs> and pick his brain
1: oh all right well there we go now i'm gonna to have to go research that because it sounds like that might have had a little salt in your wound there
2: um, no, it's all good
1: <laughs> well M- matt tell our listeners where they can find everything about your company and what you're doing
2: sure it's pretty easy madmedia.com and then the mint 400com um, we just started a new platform that you can also get a lot of information about off-road racing uh, called OffRoadRacer.com.
1: Well, Matt, I really appreciate you coming on. And I'm sure yeah. I'll see you. If I don't see you at a racetrack somewhere east of the Mississippi, I don't know if you come that far. I'm sure we will catch up at PRI if the virus doesn't keep us all from being able to attend.
2: Yeah. Well, the virus isn't going to stop me. And uh, yeah, I have to travel east of the Mississippi for Italian food because we've got we've got Mexican food figured out here, but I don't know what happened to the Italian food. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Well, that means you see you need to put on your schedule to come to the NHRA Nationals at Gateway in St. Louis and let us know, because my owners love to frequent like three of the best Italian restaurants on the Hill uh, in St. Louis. So we will definitely get you hooked up with that.
2: I'm
0: in a hundred percent brother, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matt. Thanks again, man. We really appreciate you coming on and yeah, uh, thank
0: you. And uh, maybe we'll see you my sister lives in Carlsbad. So maybe I'll see you cruising around one of these days. So um, yeah, hit me up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, thanks Matt. guys. All right. See you.
1: Cam, there you go. You cannot uh, it, it, again. Every time we have somebody on that's an executive, that that's it's what they do, and they reiterate our thought processes and, and how we go about and what advice we give. It it just makes you feel a little better that you're doing it right, even if it's not completely happening all at once.
0: True. Yeah, no, that's, that's just it. It's like, I mean, we sit here and we preach on this show, all this stuff and it's not, it's not to try to be jerks. It's to try to help you guys. And you know, I, I'm not saying that I have all the answers. I mean, shit, I don't have 50,000 followers. I don't even have 10,000. I'm pretty close, but I, you know, I, I could even work at it more than I do, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of things that I, I feel that I do wrong. And, you know, I, I, sometimes I sit here and I, I'm like, man, I just talked about that. And I should probably do that myself. Like, you know, so, um, you know, we're just all out here trying to, trying to make it, we're all just out here trying to eat. And, uh, yeah. So if anything that we do can potentially help you guys do that, like, hell yeah.
1: You know? Oh, that's for sure. I mean, and it is, it's, Every day it's something I've got legal tablets that are um around the laptop that I write things on that I'm like, man, I want to do this or I want to do that and I need to figure out time to do this. And, um, and, and it is, and you're, you know, you heard him talk about, you know, getting third parties to help and so forth. And I mean, it is always a grind to try to find the time to video your content, put it together you know, whatever the case is, share it, keep things relative or relevant, excuse me. And so, uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's a tough thing, but if you keep at it, it'll happen. It, it'll happen. Like all good things, just keep at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm a firm believer in that. All right. Well, yeah. Cause perseverance is, is right before professional.
0: <laughs> you can say that again <laughs>
1: <laughs> just saying just saying well uh, this week we've got I'm get. we're going to listeners our audience we're going to be doing some different spots that are going to come we've got some new sponsors that are coming in and out of our show that we're excited about as we add them to our roster our ever-growing roster with motion Raceworks and lb trailer sales um of course but we've got a couple others but this week i got a phone call from old lance brandon down at lb trailers and and he's been he's very gracious he's very happy that people are going over to the facebook page and liking and commenting and, and they're you know people are are mentioning our show and that they, when they're you know talking to he's sending emails or so forth but he said now he he now it's race season he says now he wants people to know if you got trailer issues he's got trailer parts that was what he told me he, he's oh, he, yeah, he, yeah 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 he said he's like look racing seasons going he said i understand not a whole lot of people are buying trailers with racing season starts he goes but trailers be falling apart trailers be breaking down I got trailer parts that's what he said
0: that's a that's a, i like that that's awesome
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh for our listeners keep going over to Facebook the man with the plan that's it keep going over to Facebook like it comment let lance and his team know that you've heard all about them on racers and rental cars and by all means please go to motion raceworks and let doug and his whole entire staff know uh they're over there for all your ls lt high performance they they got it all you know i think that I need to get Doug and Lance hooked up because Doug's team made that motion race work safety checklist. I don't know if you saw that cam, uh, for your race cars. You haven't seen that yet. We got, I think no, we might that. have to, we might, after the past couple races you've had, we might need to get that checklist for you. Oh no, shit. Just saying, uh, not trying to throw you under the bus or anything, but, uh, stop over to motion race works, check out their safety checklist. I think it's an awesome idea. I printed one off myself, uh, to be able to get ready to go for the first race can never be too safe. Obviously speaking of coronavirus being safe, but, uh, what you got over there, cam now,
0: Hey, your weekend's open. Yeah. I, was <laughs> saying, I got nothing. I don't even really know what to say, to be honest. Um, I don't, I can't go to work. I can't go race. I, have I guess me and Jet are going to sit in the garage and do donuts in the go-kart, I guess. No, no, no. no. Wait a minute. Hold on. My wife noticed the other day Jet got
1: an electric bike. He did. And it, guess did. guess what? Did you notice that I'm on the bike? You're on the bike. You didn't know I'm on the bike, did you? No. My wife pointed it out as soon as she saw it. I'm on the bike, my friend. Turn around and look at the bike. Everybody, I want everybody to know that Cam's looking at the bike right now for how Don is on the bike. What does that freaking handlebar pad say? It says, oh, I don't oh, need no. you knucklehead. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the Razor the razor one that it came with was lame, and I had one sitting in the top drawer of my toolbox from my old dirt bike, and I was like, oh, I'll just put this one on there. That's right. Yeah. Nah, dude, he freaking loves it, man. He was psyched. <laughs> he's like, I'm sure people saw the videos, but yeah, he's we ride it. Well, it's raining today, but um, yeah, usually every day when I go pick him up after work, I, we do a hot lap around the community so there you go yes no we noticed it yeah. yesterday yesterday we we did a lap around and all the neighbors are out and like every all the neighbors know jet obviously and because he runs around in the courtyards and stuff and um he there's this our neighbors got this dog it's like this little like teacup something or other and they jet no nah, this one's i forget what kind it is, but it's a it's actually a good looking dog but it's just super tiny and uh so it's (laughs) jet-sized so he (laughs) he loves playing with it and the dog's name is bunny so he's sitting on his little dirt bike and i was talking to his owner and and he's like bunny bunny and he's like momo momo prop prop dog's like (laughs) freaking out (laughs) yeah i'm about to put like a a tin can on the wheels or something because the whole electric thing's a little weird but i mean the neighbors are way more appreciative i guess oh i'm sure i'm sure Yeah. yeah it's all good well, that works. Yep, yeah, I know.
1: Uh, I know Angie will be happy to have you in for the weekend. You can get caught up on your distant learning lesson plans for your yeah, online school at Cheetos College. Uh, Figure that out. It, now it's really actually starting to line up Cheetos College and online. Just saying, <laughs> I just they're coming together, my friend. It's just a marketing. Call me
0: Chester. <laughs> Chester Cheeto
1: oh man well i am going to continue on with my a trailer maintenance as i am trying to get ready as the days are slowly going by if anybody wants to come by and hold on to a buffer and help me wax and buff my 50 foot long freaking trailer over the course of this weekend in the next seven days by all means please come by I sent
0: some of my students over. I, I just taught them some of them how to buff the other night. Oh, well, there we go. We can have lab. Just make sure. <laughs> yeah. Remotely. There you go. Yeah. I'm exa- going to tell you what I tell them. What? Make sure you buff it like Jimmy.
1: That's it. Yeah. B- buff it Jim like did. Jimmy. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, Jimmy buff. Oh, my yeah. God. That is such a and land. They're,
0: and they're all like, huh? Who's what? Jimmy? Who's Jimmy? Who's Buffett? Jimmy. I'm like, dude, you guys don't know who Jimmy Buffett is. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) Get out of my class. Go. Go. Now. Absolutely.
1: Not a chance. Not a chance. No, for sure. And what's really bad is, I mean, other than NASCAR, I have no racing to watch this weekend.
0: Sounds like you're buying a simulator.
1: Dude, the simulator's Facebook search, online search will be happening significantly this weekend. For sure. Without a shadow of a doubt nonetheless cam i wasn't here last week gotta give a huge shout out to jt and you for putting the show together i apologize uh thank you to everyone who sent their well wishes and messages and texts uh as we spent a glorious eight-day vacation in the hospital in evansville you know, which they were gracious to us we had a uh, panera three times a day and uh, (laughs) did not sit by the pool (laughs) so we are back in the fight and i greatly appreciate you guys carrying the torch for us last week hopefully we can keep those uh torch issues to a minimum in 2020
0: yeah our pleasure and glad she's doing better and uh yeah on that note like i'm I'm done with this i'm I'm out of here. I don't know what I'm going to go do. Stare at the wall or something. But yeah, I've had enough of you. I'm going to uh, go now.
1: Hey, <laughs> drop, drop the mic. Give the sponsor mentions. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, go on YouTube. Follow yeah. us. Go buy something in the store.
0: Yeah. I got medical Please bills. Do, just considering, considering. Yeah, he's got medical bills and considering the fact that I won't be working. So um, yeah, we're pretty much screwed. So if you guys want to buy a hoodie or a t-shirt to, you know, Keep the lights on for us. We'd appreciate that. Brian, yeah.
1: Brian get the coronavirus masks coming. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. We're, We're a little low. late to the party right now.
0: I know. I know, but that's a good one. But uh, like Don said earlier, thanks to Motion Race Works, LB Trailers, Performance Data Systems, and yeah, Don, our producers, Brian and JT, Voice America. We, uh, we greatly appreciate it.
1: Later. See ya.